Hey City Gates, my name is Ryan, and I'm going to be leading us through our time of consecration, uh, reading the scriptures together this morning. If you have a Bible, I just want to invite you to to turn, uh, not to turn, to turn to uh, Second P- the letter of Second Peter, chapter one. That's where we we're going to be continuing. Uh, our, our series this morning. Uh, we're going to hang out right in chapter around verses 12 to about 18. Um, so I just encourage you to turn there now. Uh, I want to start with a question. Have you, do you ever get that feeling you're about to head out the door somewhere and you stop and you go, am I forgetting something? And you think about it and you go, ah, well, I needed this and I needed that. Oh yes, I need that. So you run upstairs and then you, you find it. Or maybe you get upstairs and you realize that it's already in your pocket. So you go back downstairs. Or maybe it happens differently. And you think to yourself, am I forgetting something? And you go, no, I think I have everything. And you go outside and you, you, know, you get in your car and you start driving and you're 15 minutes down the road. And you're like, oh no, I forgot my wallet. Or I forgot my briefcase. Or I forgot my tool. See, when we forget these sorts of things, it's, it's really annoying. It's really frustrating, often because we can't turn around and just go back and get them. Um, and it just makes ho- the whole day harder. It makes the, the trip less enjoyable. Um, and it, it makes sometimes the, the experience more confusing or, or just difficult. But there are other things that when we forget, say if you were going to go on a boating trip, and you forget something so basic, like your life jacket, um, or say you forget, you're going to go on a hike, you forget bear mace, you're going to go on a big hike, you, you, for, you forget something that could potentially save your life. Or worse still, you forget food or water, which would be the worst, because you can survive a while on food, but not so much on water. That's, that, those are the things that are, you not, it's not that you might just have a harder time getting to where you're going, you might not even make it there. And I think that that, that reality actually has a lot of parallels because we, we forget sometimes the most important thing for us to remember because of who we are as people who have come to know and trust and experience the living God um, through Jesus Christ. And what we forget often is who Jesus actually is, what he's like. You know, we, we, can, we can end up having these weird ideas of of, of what he's like that cause us to avoid him or to be bored with him uh, or just to be distracted away from him. Um, we forget who we are and, and then we actually forget where it is we're headed. Because the reality is, guys, is, is, is we are all on a journey. Whether or not you're a follower of Jesus, your, your life is headed somewhere. And maybe that journey is long. Maybe you have... Um, years left, maybe you have decades left, maybe you have um, days left. And the thing is, is that the question that hangs over your life is where are you going? And, and is it a good place? And are you going to make it? And, and the thing is, is actually getting to where we're going and, and, and getting to the right place um, and getting there alive and more than alive, but f- like, like flourishing means that we need to remember. It's really important for us to remember. See, so guys, because if, if we don't actually keep our memory, 
then we're, we are not going to keep our inspiration. We're not going to keep our passion. We're not going to keep the vision of actually who we are, where we're going, who Jesus is. The only way that we're going to keep our passion, keep our, our, our vision of, of, the, of our, our life as Christians is if we keep our memory. See, and this actually directly relates to the way that Peter sees the world. Peter, um, if for those of you, maybe you're new to, to faith, Peter is one of Jesus' best friends. He's one of the guys that Peter commissioned to represent him as an apostle um, to the church uh, once Jesus had ascended and gone back to heaven to, to rule everything. So Peter's like Jesus's guy, one of Jesus' guys on the ground. And he's in this, by the time that he's writing this letter to this group of, of Christians, and it seems like it's a really wide group because he doesn't really specify a city or a place that it's written to. Peter, Peter knows he's going to die soon. Peter's looking at his life. He's looking at the times. He's looking at his age. And he's listening to Jesus. And he, he knows that he's, he's not going to be around for much longer. And he's concerned because he sees danger on the horizon. And not only does he see danger on the horizon, he, he knows that Jesus made him a promise. And that promise is that he would come back. And Jesus didn't just make that promise to Peter, he made it to all of us. And so Peter is absolutely earnest to make sure that these Christians, all of the Christians that would come after him, until Jesus comes back, would be prepared for the danger and they would be ready for Jesus' coming. And so that's where we find ourselves in verse 12. Peter has just been describing who Christians are, um, that they've been called, that they're people chosen by God, called to glory and excellence, and that there's a path there, and that path looks like change. Transformation into becoming more like Jesus by being with Jesus and knowing Jesus. And so when we get to verse 12, Peter says this. He says, he says, therefore, um, he says, because of this journey, maybe to back up just a second, because of this journey, that's actually going to be the means, the way um, of knowing Jesus, that you're going to get to the kingdom that he's called you to inherit. The kingdom that he is, he's going to rule one day alone, and nothing that opposes him is going to be left. All evil is going to be banished from the world, and you're headed there. And he says, therefore, verse 12, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, the qualities that he's just listed in verses five to seven, even though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. See, Peter's, his goal, he's like, I'm going to keep reminding you. I'm making it my intention to always remind you of these qualities, this process, this growth, what you need to be focused on. I'm going to remind you Christians, this is what Peter from Jesus says. I'm going, to re- you need to, I'm going to remind you of these qualities. Of faith. Of, uh, sorry, I lost my place. Of, uh, of faith and virtue and knowledge and godliness and brotherly affection. Self-control, steadfastness, and love. I said those a little bit out of order, but you get the idea. He's going he's gonna to remind them even though they know them. He's like, and even though they're established in the truth that they have, the truth about Jesus. You know, when I was younger, I was, uh, I, 
I, I grew up um, in my later teenage years in a single parent home, just with my mom. And uh, my father had, had died a few years um, earlier, earlier in my teens. And uh, so I was, sometimes I would get, I would, I'd be involved in helping my, my mom and, and my little brother. And sometimes, I mean, I'm sure you guys have kids and sometimes you older siblings can kind of think that, you know, you've been around longer, so you know what mom and dad wants. And, uh, and so you can just tell your younger siblings exactly what they need to know. And uh, sometimes I would do this with my little brother. And uh, one of the most, one of the responses that he would often get back, he'd, be, he'd say, I know, I know. And, and usually I would get frustrated when he said that because I would be like, you're not listening to me. And to be fair to my little brother, the I, I probably needed to remember Jesus's words about um, pulling uh, a dust speck out of somebody's eye when you have a log in your own. But um, that aside, that's often what we, sometimes when, what we can actually respond with when we're being reminded of something is like, I, I already know this, I know this. But the problem is, is like, Potentially, you, you actually aren't, that's not really present in your mind. It's actually not deep in your imagination. And when you say, I, when I say, I know, a lot of time, I'm just like pushing it off. I already know. I, I don't need to really pay attention to this. And I want, we actually need to be challenged to not do that with our faith. A lot of the time we, we get stuck. We, we go off track because we just say, oh yeah, I've heard that before. Oh yeah, I know this Bible story. Oh, oh, oh yeah, like, you, you know, this isn't anything I haven't heard. But the reality is, is if we knew it, if we really knew it, we, we would still be ready to gain more from it. We would, we would pay attention. We, we would actually appreciate the reminder so that we don't forget it. And that's what Peter's doing here. And he says, he says, I think it's right to keep reminding you, verse 13, as long as I'm in this body, um, Peter has this really cool word for body. He literally, the word is, uh, it's really a word that just means tent. Um, he says, he says oh, as long, my, he's like, my body is a tent that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put off soon. I'm going to put off one day and I'm going to get a building, a, a, a body that's going to last because of the hope of the resurrection that Jesus has given me. He says, as long as I'm in this body, I think it's right to stir you up by way of reminder. Since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ made clear to me. See, Peter, did you, did you notice what Peter says there? Just right in the middle of verse 13. He says, why, is, why does he think it's right to remind them? To, to, because he wants to stir them up. He wants to inspire them. He wants them, if you think about stirring something up, like maybe you have a big jar of, of something, or maybe you're making like, Minute Maid juice or something, and you stir it up, and it gets concentrated. And as you stir it, it starts moving. It, it, it there's more taste to it. it. It, there's movement. It's even, even if you get stirred up, as that metaphor, you get inspired. You're gonna go somewhere. And Peter wants them to have that. He says, he says, I want you to have that, since I know, verse 14, that the putting off of my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And then he says in verse 15, he gives the, he gives the purpose, he tells, him, tells them what he's going to keep doing. He says, I'm going to make every effort so that after my departure, you may be able at any time to recall these things. 
And I really wanna focus on that last thing that Peter says. He's like, the reason I need to keep reminding you is because I want you to be inspired to keep going. I want you to have the energy, the heart to keep going. I don't want you to lose heart and peter out and sort of go off. And I want you to keep focused so that you actually get to where you're going. Because you're, Jesus has called you to come somewhere. He's called you to inherit his kingdom. And he's like, I don't want you to forget. And I don't want you to forget ever. No matter what's happening, no matter what's going on, no matter what's, how you're feeling, or, or who's talking to you, or what situation you're in. And that's, that's hard. Because a lot of things can happen. We can have a lot of experiences and circumstances happening around us that cause us to lose sight and lose focus of the most important things. And so my question for you guys, since it's true, since God wants us to know that we are not going to keep our passion, not going to keep our inspiration without memory, without remembering who Jesus is. See, like, the, the question is, is how in the world are we gonna keep memory? You keep our, 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 what we need to remember. And I mean, you could say, yeah, we need to be reminded. And that's a community effort, right? We, we need to remind each other. But a lot of the time, reminders don't actually have a place to land unless they have space in our hearts. Unless there's actually room for them in our minds. And so my question is actually, are you in the process in your life of actually making room to remember Jesus? Are you making room to, yeah, remember what he's told you? Or is your mind, your imagination, your heart so full of other things that like you might actually get a, a reminder, but it actually doesn't have any space to land. It's just gonna bounce off. You're gonna say, oh, I, I know, or because you're so focused on all sorts of other things. Let, let me tell you how, I, I'm just gonna give you a recipe for how you forget things. You forget based off, of, you forget, especially the things having to do with Jesus, based off of what your imagination eats. <laughs> and I know that's a bit of a weird, metaphor, but your, your imagination runs off of things. It has things that you're thinking about, that there's, it's present before your mind's eye. And, and the things, the, the reality is often is that we live in what people call an attention economy. When you open your phone, which we do for hours every day, there are people who are absolutely bent on getting your attention. And they get your attention and they, they access your emotions. And for good and for bad, you know, we oftentimes when we want to recharge, we want to see a story. We want to be inspired. We want to just not have to think about our lives. And so, you know, we enjoy things like Netflix and Amazon Prime and our streaming services. Or so we want to know what's going on in the world. So we watch the news or um, we, yeah, or we engage in, we tap into sports. But the thing is, is if these things are the things that are, dominating our imagination, we're not gonna have space or even interest for Jesus and for who we actually really are. And that is a surefire way to forget about him. To be bored, to be lethargic, to just kind of feel blah in your life. And so we actually, not only that, but a lot of the time our, our news cycle wants to capitalize on, on our emotional state. Um, we 
and the world is not fine, you know? Like my friend Courtney, you know, we love her at CityGates. She likes to, she's reminded me before that, you know what fine stands for? It's like a quote from the Italian job. Freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional, you know? That actually describes a lot of our, our world right now. And a lot of actually our own experiences. And when we feel this way, it's, it's a lot of the time because our imagination is not fixed on Jesus, on who he actually is, about where we're actually going, and about how we're gonna get there. But I'm gonna give you a recipe to actually remember. And it's really, again, it's what your imagination eats. It's things like prayer, and scripture, and community, and prayer, and more prayer. <laughs> You know, it's actually making space so that you, you in your mind, in your heart, in your schedule, so that the inspiration, the reminders that we need actually have, have a place to land. And see, I, I, when it comes to remembering, I've, I have a couple of people in my life who have been, I just think about their memory a lot. And that's because they're actually at the end of their lives. And they're, they're my grandparents. My grandparents, my grandma, she's 95 years old. My grandpa is 96 years old. And my grandma, she is sort of in this process of wanting to give away a lot of her things um, to her kids, to her grandkids. And she, she's really earnest too, that, she, that we don't, that I don't forget family stories. So she'll tell me about her, her experiences when she was a, a girl. And that's, that's actually a lot of what Peter's doing. Um, but my grandpa, he, his story is a little bit different because he has dementia. He very literally has lost his ability to remember. And, um, there's a, there's a couple, re I mean, there are things that, that hinder that, especially in, in a time like COVID, like when my mom goes to see him because she has to wear a mask, a lot of time he can't see her face. And so because he can't see her face, he has a harder time remembering who she is. And that's actually a lot like us. When we forget Jesus's face, we forget who he is. And, and, and seeing what he's actually like, when we forget Jesus's face, we actually forget a lot of time who we are. And, but the thing is, 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 and this is something that really comforts me about my grandpa and actually comforts me about myself and about my life is that Jesus remembers him even though he's forgotten most things. I remember when my grandpa was um, starting to really, dementia was becoming a bigger part of his life, he would start repeating himself. And one of the things he would tell me, he'd say, he would say, you know, in his thick Bavarian German accent, he would say, Ryan, I don't remember a lot these days, but there's one thing you must never forget. He would say to me, he said, you must never forget to talk to God. And he would also remind me just really practically, he'd be like, always remember to keep your distance when you're driving. Don't drive too close to the, the car coming up. He wanted to make sure that all the journeys I would ever go on, I would arrive alive. And especially the most important journey of my life. And guys, this is another thing. Peter's been talking about confirming your calling and your election. If you are remembering Jesus, he's remembering you, but your hope 
is that he will remember you. He will come for you. But we participate in that by actually remembering him. And Jesus actually did this for Peter. And the, the way we see that is, is when we look at um, verses 16 uh, to 18. Because this is the way that Peter remembered. He had something deep in his imagination, this experience. If you, I'm just going to read verses 16 to 18, and then we're going we're gonna to close. Peter says this. He says, this is, he says, after he's been saying, I want you to remind, I want to remind you of this so that you can remember it anytime. He says, for we did not follow cleverly devised myths. This is not religious myths. These are not ancient, sort of naive, um, detached from reality, um, like real, you touchable reality um, myths that we're, we've been telling you when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. We, we saw him. For we, when he received honor and glory from God the Father, just like we are headed for because we've trusted Jesus and he's going to take us home. And the voice was born to him by the majestic glory. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven for we were with him on the holy mountain. See, Jesus made sure that Peter did not forget that, but he was intentional about remembering. And Jesus was so faithful to Peter that even closer to the end of his life, he's, he, in his, I'm sure it was probably Peter, Peter, remember, sorry, Peter remembering the time at the end, you see in John 21, when, when Jesus tells Peter about how he's actually going to die for Jesus one day. But that Peter, as he's meditating, as he's spending time with Jesus in prayer, Jesus made that clear to him somehow and prepared him for preparing us, which is what we find here in this passage. Guys, Jesus is taking you from the world into the kingdom. I recently watched the movie, The Matrix. You know that that's actually the way that Peter thinks about the world, that we have escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. The word that Peter uses is cravings. Um, and Jesus is actually taking you out of that world and he, he's actually, he's heading to give, to make sure that you have a richly provided entrance into the kingdom of Jesus one day when Jesus returns. He's taking you to your true home. And, and the thing is, is this actually really changes the whole works grace conversation that we often have in church. See, guys, a lot of the time we go, well, it's really important for us to remember that we aren't saved because somehow we did enough spiritual disciplines or we prayed enough, read our Bibles enough, um, that we made ourselves good enough for God. That's not at all the gospel, but that he actually came and was good enough for us and then died for the ways that we failed and rose so that we could actually be renewed and be just like him and he could bring us home. The reality is, is if life is a journey and you, are, you have been saved out of the matrix that, and you're headed to this kingdom of glory where God is, is actually gonna have you reign with Jesus one day, it changes the conversation because when you don't aren't engaged in this process of growth, of transformation, the question is really, 
how are you staying out of the matrix? How are you, how are you actually being in your salvation? Because changes, like Jesus saved you from these, this system of darkness and, and just like being run by your emotions and being run by these cravings for things that don't actually satisfy and will actually ultimately kill you. And if you're still living in that, if you really died to those things, how, do you, how in the world are you gonna, how are you living them in? How is that freedom? That's not freedom. So if you just, you're like, well, oh, I've been saved by grace. I don't have to do anything. You're not actually living in, in, in grace. You're not actually following Jesus and you're not actually trusting him, which sort of puts in the question, have you ever trusted him? And that's a scary question to ask, but it's a really important question to ask because the question at the end of our lives will be is, did we actually follow Jesus out of Egypt or did we die in the wilderness because of our, we listened to our cravings instead of his spirit? See, Peter's headed out. He's he actually, the word he uses for departure is exodus. And Peter wants them to remember all of these things because he knows that false teachers are coming, lie teachers who, who will tell them very seductive, impressive, attractive things. That if they don't have their imagination full with Jesus, then they're gonna, they're gonna forget and potentially go way off track or even just show like lose their faith entirely. And because Jesus is coming back, Jesus is real. He really reigns over the whole world. And he loves them enough that he's going to come for us and he's going he's gonna to one day rule the world from sea to sea and the glory of God will cover, will cover the earth just like waters are all over the sea. So we need to remember him. We need to remember the vision. We need to remember the passion. We need to remember why we're doing what we're doing, who we are, who Jesus is. And so in conclusion, we need reminders and I just want to challenge you, like, how in the world are you going to stay out of the matrix, out of the news cycle, out of addiction to your phone, your technology, your being stuck in your emotions, unless you have an intentional plan of discipleship for your life? How, how does that, not having that, that's not, that's not making every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and all the other things that, that Peter describes as the process of growth. And so I just want to, I want to make, I want to give you one challenge. Something that has been so key for me in the last few months is just this discipline of Sabbath, of taking space, making room in my schedule for me to, to wind down <laughs> and remember. And there's a, if you, if you, you can just write in your Bible, it's Psalm 92 is this psalm, it's a song for the Sabbath. And I would just challenge you, just read it. Maybe you don't have time for a full day right now. Maybe that's actually a process you need to go into the carving out of your schedule. But I wanna challenge you, like when you read Psalm 92, just look at each line and go, do I believe that? Why or why not? And ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you and just meet with him there. Just expect that he's gonna show up when you do that. Make that space for him. There are lots of other resources I could re recommend to you. Um, so I would just encourage you. I'm, this is my past self talking to my future self. <laughs> and I'm, I'm probably at a watch party around. Um, and if you don't 
know my number, you can totally get it from somebody who does. I'm sure that somebody around you has a connection to me. Or you can talk to any of the other elders at our church. Um, they can would gladly give you resources to help, help you build something that will actually help you be a devoted disciple of Jesus. Because imagine, imagine what would happen if we, if we didn't forget. If we remembered who we are and who Jesus is. We would be a community of, who was inspired, who's not stuck in lethargy. We would be rested. We wouldn't be busy, constantly busy and in the rat race of Toront Torontonian subculture. And we would actually be following Jesus closely. So are, do you have space to remember? Because rem whether or not you remember will determine whether or not you actually have and you are living in the life and the godliness and the glory and excellence that you have been meant to experience in knowing Jesus. God bless you guys.